Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. All right, let's get a roll in uh, here. I'm out. It's just... Come on, Josh. Please don't be me. Goonash and Pandy. It's gonna be you. Six. Oh, my God. We oh tied. Oh, my God. That's weird. Eleven. No. Oh, my God. God. This can't be. This can't be. <laughs> Third time's a charm. This is wild and crazy. Seventeen. Eleven. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, you. Okay, Grayson, take real good notes this time, because you know it's going to be you. I'm going to throw up. That was weird. <laughs> that yeah. was intense. That that was what weird. energy. What energy yeah. we have at this table. <laughs> yes. Not included. So, Pandy, what happened uh, last well, it's time? It's been so long, I barely remember. So, Brick gets visited by a fiend. My best friend. Yeah. Karnak tells you that you're fiend-blessed, and you sign your soul away. We learned that due to our legal transgressions, each of us have 700 gold due in a fortnight. Eddie was imprisoned for using magic to coerce someone, basically. And so um, Eddie had her trial. And the prosecutor is curiously Pandy's father, Chorus Averio. Quite a turn of events, kind of a cruel trick that our DM played on us. And the judge is um, Lord Marquis. It's Lord Garlhan that brings in Chorus Averio, Pandy's father. Ganesh realizes that Pandy and Rick are up to something because they're planning on trying to spring Eddie and sells us out to the Popo. Mm-hmm. That stings. Yeah. Rick and I try to crash the hearings anyway. We fail horribly. Ganesh provides some helpful evidence in Eddie's defense, and Eddie ends up getting off with a fine. Then Pandy confronts her dad. Just a really unlikable person in so many ways. And then um, Istrid Harn, who leaves a note to meet them at the statue by the City of the Dead, which is a big part of why we all know where that is, because it's like a whole district of the city. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have in my notes. Anyone want to add anything else? Yeah, please do. Uh, Mark the Bailiff was great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mark is my very good friend. Now. Yeah, that covered it. Yeah, that's about covered. All right. Excellent. Cool. Thank you very much, Pandy. You can start a session with inspiration. And Yay. who else is starting the session yeah. with inspiration? Um, if I remember, I, wasn't it a tie between Pandy and Ganesh? It was. Perfect. That's cool. Yeah. I will accept that. So, yes, uh, as Pandy rightly reminded us, upon arriving back at the tavern, you find a note from Istrid Horn in which Istrid writes, I would like to know more about what happened at Garlton Villa. If you can spare the time, meet me at 
Aga Iron's statue in the City of the Dead at High Sun tomorrow. You'll be paid generously for your time and trouble. The note was shared by everybody, mm-hmm. and then everyone proceeded to get drunk. Yep. Because it had been a really big day filled with lots of big emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Lots of challenging things. Ganesh goes to bed early. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think everyone eventually yeah. finds their way to bed. The next morning, you all wake up. Those of you who stayed up late drinking, the morning comes awfully early. And yesterday seems to be a bit of a blur, almost as though you're viewing it through water. What do y'all do? Groan. Yeah, I don't feel that good. Yeah, I kind of stumble down the stairs a little bit. Make my way down. I sulk under my blankets. (laughs) Sulkily. I think I'm going to make Pandy breakfast. Okay. Some pancakes. I'm going to make her some candy cakes. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. It's almost gross. I'm going to put a little flower on top of them, oh. a purple one, and I'm bringing them up to you in bed, saying, hey, bud. I'm glad you're out of jail. Me too. <laughs> Is that for me? Mm-hmm. You're the best. I don't want to get out of bed ever again. I know. And then I leave. And I will start devouring my breakfast. Excellent. So once everyone comes downstairs, did we decide that we are going to meet up with this Istrid horn? Everyone just kind of read it and then yeah. focused on drinking. Yeah, let's... It hasn't let's, really been a discussion. Let's talk. Once everybody gets downstairs, let's all convene and decide what we're going to do. Because the reality of the situation is we need money bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a burden, but I really owe a lot of money. And also I can't do any magic ever again for two weeks. So I for some reason that's going to make it harder for me to make money to me. Yeah, because you can't use any of your fancy pyrotechnics like you usually do at your gigs. I know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just a boring... Not boring. I'm so hungry. You're a multifaceted, interesting bard. Anyways, I am gonna go meet up with this Istrid. I would oh. like someone to come with me. You notice that Gunesh is already in their armor that has been repainted from when it got destroyed last. And they just kind of like nod in your direction as they are munching on toast. What's the paint on the armor look like this time? Um, it's got some, like, more interpretive stuff of, like, light and, like, more kind of celestial-looking things. Maybe, like, based on some sort of, like, constellation that depicts an angel. Cool. (sighs) Well, we're gonna go meet this person and, what, we need money badly. We do. Yeah, I could use some coin. Another thing that I just want to talk about as a group... Oh, God. (laughs) Are you okay, Eddie? I'm totally fine. I just can't remember anything. I think Eddie, I have a fever. I'm fine! What are we going to do about our new Nimble Right friend? When's that going to get resolved? I want to resolve that soon. 
Yeah, I thought we had to find the other nimble right. Yeah. Isn't Which that, is isn't that one still missing? It's it, at the Garlhuns. Remember? No, it fled. It fled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what a jerk. His maybe maybe this maybe this woman that we're going to meet has information too. Um, so the note, did it have a, um, a time frame? Yeah, high noon. High noon. High noon. High noon. High noon. All right, so it sounds like everyone's going. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's best for us to stay together. So you uh, all finish your breakfast up and uh, kind of finish up a few of the outstanding chores around the tavern, and when it begins to approach at the middle of the day, you all take off towards the City of the Dead. This particular statue is a well-known landmark in the city's Parkland Cemetery, a tall marble sculpture of a bearded, robed wizard standing atop concentric steps and facing west toward the skyline of Waterdeep, his hands outstretched and a broad smile on his face. At the foot of the statue stands a female dwarf clad in plate armor. The weather's quite nice. It's sunny out. You see um, that there are pedestrians walking by. There are uh, picnickers. We were picnicking in the square. You see children running around, playing. Uh, it's very clear that uh, she has chosen a very public place. Hmm. I'm in front, so I just walk right up to her. Okay. Is it obvious right away that you are a member of the watch? I mean, I'm sure I have like my like I have a ribbon or something that I put on my armor, but amongst all the other stuff, I don't know how obvious it is. Okay. Depends on what her passive perception is, I suppose. <laughs> or if she's perceptifying. As you begin walking up towards her, you see that she kind of moves her hand towards her sword. I kind of, like, open my arms. Like, I have, like, my stuff with me, but, like, my shield's on my back. I probably have, like, I probably walk with my quarterstaff out. Um... But I'm just, I just kind of open my arms and, like, kind of put my palms up to kind of show that, like, I'm not here to, like, start anything. Okay. And uh, we're also following close behind. My motley crew. Mm-hmm. I'm Maybe in the back. It, I'm sulking still. Did any of us bring the note? That would have been really smart. I mean, I probably brick. would have. Yeah. She uh, looks at you, Eddie, and says, I don't remember saying anything about bringing the coppers. We run the tavern together. Actually, I was oh. the one that found your note in the first place, so... As you pull out the note. As I pull it out from my, from my, I guess, between two pieces of plate. She says, well, as I said in my note, I was wondering if you happen to know anything about the investigation at the villa and what happened. Who's asking? You know my name. I was about to say, Istrid Horn. Yeah, but who are you? And what's your interest? Let's just say that I'm engaged in a variety of activities in this city, that it involves a variety of people with activities and interests that are better done by candlelight than sunlight. That sounds both sinister and vague. (laughs) That's true. It sounds very sinister and vague. Can I roll insight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I also do that? Fifteen. I'm too hungover to think. I know, I was about to say, I almost want to roll it at disadvantage. I'm going to because I'm incredibly hungover. <laughs> nine. Fifteen, nine, anyone else? Mm-hmm. Brick? I think Brick. Twelve. Twelve? 
Ganesh, you can tell that uh, she is suspicious, that she obviously wants to ask a lot of questions about the particulars of the investigation, but your presence here has unnerved her. But do I get any... She's definitely not telling you everything. Oh, yeah, and she's clearly shady, but I guess I was trying to understand, like, what kind of shady. Like, is she looking to rob the place, and she wants to know how much longer cops are going to be there? Mm, You don't exactly get that sense. Does she have on any kind of um, garb, or is she carrying anything that looks... Yeah, that has any kind of symbols that might identify an affiliation? Nope. Dwarven plate. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about her that, like, looks magical? Mm, tough to say. Her smile. But oh my goodness. The dwarven plate is in great condition. Uh, whatever she has on her, she has money. So I'm going to sort of, like, lean into her and have a moment. Not into her body, but sort of lean in and say, Listen, <laughs> we really need money. You're clearly living your best life the best way you know how. And that's really none of <laughs> our business. Oh, the silver tongue. So Basically, cool. all I'm looking to know is what you want to know, who might get hurt by it, and how much you're willing to give me to tell you. If you answer my questions, she pulls out a small bag. She says, I'll give you ten platinum pieces. Oh, that's awesome. Whoa. That's some money. What mm-hmm. do you want to know? Sure. Over the course of the investigations, have they come up with, you know, anything pertaining to, say, currency lending and money laundering? So you want really specific information. Um, Let's just say I'm engaged in some activities that I would rather... You don't even... The authorities, and and she kind of nods and motions towards Ganesh. Listen. Not get wind of. Istrid, I knew that before you said it. There's no need to talk about that. Things are really hot right now, and I need to find a place to lay low. Because a lot of my friends have the attention of the authorities. Ooh. So I'll make you a deal. Okay. If you hide me, I will give you 40 platinum pieces for a 10-day. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Gunesh walks away. Gunesh starts walking home. Oh. Is this sort of one of those things where it's like, the less I know about the choices that are made here, the less I have to respond to them? Yep. I am mm. going to look at Istrid and say, if you double that, show up at our inn, 
and pretend that we never had this conversation. You've got a deal. And I'm going to turn around and walk away. Do you take the uh, ten platinum pieces? Did she put it in my hand? No, she just threw it down right in front of you. Brick leans down and grabs it and slowly moves up. (laughs) Brick's like, don't mind if I do. Okay, Pandy, Brick, do you have anything you want to say? Just so we know what we're dealing with here. Who are you with? I'm by myself right now. Right, but what about not right now? Who I have friends. Well, friends friend. that would hate to see me come to harm. Well, that's all well and good. It's nice to have friends like that. But when you have friends like that, you also have enemies. And it would be good for us to know what kind of enemies we might be encountering by sheltering you. To help us protect you, of course. Well, if you hide me good, you're not going to have to worry about it. I'll give you 20 of that 40 up front right now, and the other 20 at the end of the 10 day. That works for me. All right. Pulls out a pouch of money that makes brick mouth water. Yep. Wiping off drool a little bit. Oh, cute. Counts out, out of a pile in her hand, 20 platinum pieces and hands them to you. Dumps the rest back to the bag. Puts the bag up underneath her breastplate. Very good. Shall we? I gesture. She says, please. I have a very bad feeling about this. Unfortunately, we're poor. Yeah. We need this. Less poor. Brick. Yeah? Take up the rear. Watch for anyone following. You're good at that. Sorry. I, I can watch. And I'm... Right. Yes. So I'll walk in front and try to, like, look out, but I feel like Brick would be better at, like, seeing if anyone's shadowing us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ganesh, where are you headed? Back to the tavern? Mm-hmm. Or are you gonna go uh, do a shift? Trying to earn some money? Um, yeah, I'll do a shift. Okay. Eddie, do you slow down to walk with the group or. No way, Jose. Yeah. I am in trouble with the law. Okay. I cannot be seen with this taking money from this person out in broad daylight. <laughs> like, oh! Come stay at my inn. Thank you for the money. This is super sketchy. I'm not going to take any money from this So person. what are you doing, Eddie? I am walking around as if I have never met this person. I am going to walk in a different direction. I'm probably going to grab a frappuccino because it's hot outside. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you notice Eddie kind of takes off in a random direction. Just, like, walking along, and you see Eddie, and Eddie kind of keeps looking behind behind her at at y'all, and then as you guys all begin to make your way in the direction of home, you see Eddie's kind of takes one more look behind and then just kind of, like, out of nowhere, just makes this sharp right turn down an alleyway. And maybe, you know what, right now I am going to, I'm in that weird, like, productive hangover spot where I'm like, nothing really matters, I'm going to go get some jobs. Because okay. I'm gonna make some money. I want to make some money. Okay. And your uh, your trial was super scandalous, so I'm sure you can like market. Yeah. That yeah. And, like, get some You're people notorious. in the door. Yeah. Uh, you do notice Eddie that wherever you go, people are looking at you, and you do hear people whispering and talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a lot of like hiding my face and tipping my hat and You're like famous. oh no please. Oh, this old thing. Oh, stop. So you're doing that, and as you're doing that, you walk by uh, um, a couple people, and they're like, Yeah, did you hear? She assaulted the Lord. I don't know. Scamp. I am going to flex. 
Okay. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> you have flex your muscles. Yeah. Boom. Like, yeah. I have pretty spindly arms, so I have that weird, like, skinny arm bicep that's going to yeah, just, like, arm. weirdly pop out. Like, suddenly there's a Like lemon. a tomato? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, there's some sort of weird fruit in my arm. Also, you're a halfling. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm a halfling. So I'm just going to flex, glare at him, mm-hmm. and keep walking. You Obviously. notice as you keep walking that it's less, can I get your autograph, and more, there's that scandalous person. I don't care. Okay. Uh, that means that you should just go to, like, the shady side of town where everybody's going to be, like, pro you because yeah. you are Yeah. Represent. I'll take a walk. On the wild side. Oh. Uh, Pandy okay. and Brick, you mm-hmm. are escorting Estrid back to the tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the way, I would like to, unannounced, just lead them into a random tavern. If okay. We, if we pass any. Okay, yeah. And try to find a seat with my eyes on the door. Okay. In, like, a corner. Okay. And I'll just tell Istrid, brief stop. All right. For refreshments. You can tell that she's not entirely happy with your choice, but she complies and sits down and kind of moves the chair around so that she has kind of a better view of the room. He tried to sit next to me. No, I'm trying to keep myself from getting killed. All right, call it what you like. And yeah. I'll order a round of drinks. Okay, order a round of drinks. And I'm just going to keep my eye on the... I'm going to, like, kind of look at Brick... Mm-hmm. kind of motion my eyes toward the door and just try to kind of signify, like, I'm just trying to stop off to kind of not walk directly from the statue to our place. Let's see if Brick picks up on that. That okay. seems like a fairly nuanced kind of look. Brick, you yeah, want to give me an insight check? Looks. Yeah. Okay. 13. Yeah, you think you get a sense of what Pandy's trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or right. <laughs> I feel like you know this because sometimes Gunesh, like, after we would have a meeting or something where you were snitching, uh-huh. I would give you a look, and you would know that you were like, oh, I better I better take the long way home tonight. I'm like a big dog. Uh-huh. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> I understand. So the uh, three mugs of ale is going to come to 12 coppers. Okay. So, history, where are you from? <laughs> Nowhere in particular. I've done a lot of traveling. Let's just leave it at that. Hmm. You insist. That's fine. Take a sip of ale. You know. She picks up the mug and downs it all in one gulp. God, she is so cool. I want yeah, to marry Brick this one. shifts his look. Why don't you make And then is suddenly <laughs> slightly more attracted to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she didn't get one drop of ale on her beard. Wow. I love her. <laughs> um, so do I, over the, you know, as I'm trying to make small talk, um, hitting a dwarven wall. Typical dwarven behavior. Sure. I'm watching the door and kind of seeing if I see anyone walk past, if I see anyone like recurring, walking outside the door. You want to give me a perception check? Sure. Ooh, yeah. 21. 21. You don't notice anyone. Okay. After a a little while of awkward small talk, Mm -hmm. um, both of the awkwardness and my (laughs) assurance that we're relatively not tailed I'll say, well, we should probably get should probably get home. Yeah, sounds good. I'll kind of nudge Istrid and be like, let's get you tucked away, shall we? Yes, let's. Oh, she's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you um, guys, uh, I assume, then make your way to the tavern. Are you going to do yeah. kind of any zigzagging, or are you just kind of make your way home? Um, I, at this point, I think Brick just start walking. I feel pretty safe that we're not being tailed. Okay. 
Now, Brick, you mentioned that uh, all of a sudden you realize that uh, maybe Estrid's a little on the attractive side. Uh-huh. Is uh, Does Brick have any moves, or does, does Brick <laughs> oh want to say God. anything? No, I think I'm just striding, like, trying to stride in pace with her. So slowing down yeah. and trying to, like, swagger a little bit more. Put a little swag? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's about it. Brick, what yeah. are you doing? You're walking funny. No, I'm not. <laughs> this, is how, this is just how I walk. I mean, I've seen you walk quite a bit, and you're walking a bit funny. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, Brick's going to tell you where the pool is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a flexi day. We're yeah. all flexing. Yeah. Flexing our muscles. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, yeah, so you finally make your way back uh, to the tavern, and you see that um, neither Gunesh nor Eddie are there, but you do see that the tavern is filled up with people. Mm-hmm. Nice, busy. Yeah, filled okay. up with people. Everyone is ordering and drinking and eating, but you also get the sense people keep kind of checking the door, and people kind of keep trying to look into the kitchen, and people kind of keep trying to peek upstairs. You get a sense that, you know, they're they're here to try and, you know, catch a glimpse of, you know... The infamous Eddie? The mm. infamous Eddie. <gasps> Ooh! Cool. New stage name. <laughs> New stage name. Just kind of put my hands on my hips and I'd be like, look at... <laughs> look at Brick. Like, I like chopped liver. Yeah. I mean, really. And she's... She's not that bad. I mean, she assaulted a noble... You'd think she killed Lord of Waterdeep. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'd like to secure some um, whatever. I'm, are you hungry, to Istrid? Like, are you hungry, thirsty? I could eat. Great. Would you like to have food sent up to your quarters? Would that you would like... be lovely. Perfect. Turns and starts walking up the stairs. Okay, well, we'll... Whatever. She's just going to assume. I, I turn to Pandy. I'll get the refreshments. <laughs> Thank you, Brick. Also, you're still walking funny. I'm not. Mm. Not turning deep, still walking. <laughs> I'll try to secure, um, I'm going to try to get um, Istrid into kind of our most tucked away room that there is, one with a lock okay. um, on it. I assume most, if not all of them, have those, but... Yeah, yeah, there's definitely one kind of in, uh, in the back corner, and up and out of the way. Um, is that one kind of near our own? Uh, well, it's on the third floor. Okay. I think, I think there was a, there was an extra spot up there that no one moved into. Okay. So. Ganesh, what are you doing? So you decided to go to work. Yep, that's what I did. Okay, you just oh. working a regular shift, or are you going to use this as an opportunity to do anything in particular? I would like to see if I can insinuate myself with somebody that I know probably worked on the manor case. Okay. Because I want to try and get more information on where that nimble right might have taken off. Might have taken off to. All right. Uh, Give me an maybe like persuasion. Yeah. To persuade a friend to tell me about maybe persuade the captain or something. 21. 21. Yeah. it's a good number. It is. Well, uh, you learn a few things. The first thing you learn is that when the constables finally were able to get into the manor, they never saw a nimble right. And that it was, in fact, everyone's favorite detective who determined that the nimble right must have fled 
oh, gee, what a hard assumption for him to have come to. I wonder what valuable and precise clues he must have seen to come to that conclusion. (laughs) Right? Um, Do you say that out loud to your co-worker? No, probably not. You also learn a couple other things about the nimble right. So you learn that the Garlhuns say that the nimble right was delivered to them um, a, a couple weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. And that, according to them, they took the nimble right in not knowing that it was a Zentarum spy. And that the nimble right stole Lady Garlhoon's necklace of fireballs. I feel like we knew all this information before. Yeah, but... However, the captain, you learn from the captain that he's not entirely convinced. And that everyone's favorite detective's theory is a bit different. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, the famous detective, everyone's favorite detective, thinks that the entire thing is a lie. Okay. Agreed. Thinks that there was never a hostage situation, that there was never any heroism on Lord Garlhoon's part, and certainly doesn't believe that Lady Garlhoon would ever allow a necklace of fireballs to be stolen. That's not really how stealing works. So what? He thinks that they just opened up their house to this nimble rate? And then what? He believes that there is some other sinister connections with the Garlhund family and that the nimble rite and the fireballs, all of it was intentional. Yes. Well clearly the Garlhunds probably wanted the thing to help find the dragons because they're an old money family and you know old money families have a lot of expenses to keep up that you know don't necessarily get taken care of the way that they used to according to the captain though they're a bit frustrated because they can't prove it well yeah because the nimble rite's gone Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally... Our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero. Be the hero.